0: Welcome to Write That Down, hosted by Nate Ulrich and myself, Jacob Novak. This is a podcast where we explore creativity in our ventures, our lives, and our community. This week, we're joined again by Evan Quinter, as well as special guest Byron Alexander. Byron is an animator, musician, podcaster, and more, so we discuss his projects and how we multitask our different creative endeavors. So, let's get into it. First time, I mean we've had many guests on this show before. Right. Uh, but I think this is the first time that we've had a guest that we have never met in person. I know. Slash, this is the first time we're meeting tonight.
1: Ooh. Super exciting. This is big for us. This is big for write that down. This is big for our guests. This is the first history. time history is being yeah. made.
0: We have Byron joining the show. How are you doing, Byron? Uh pretty good. How about you guys? I'm doing good. Could not be better. Tired? I woke up at like 6am for work this morning, it was Mm -hmm. great, but I'm good, I'm excited for this conversation, Uh, and also kind of less exciting, we have Evan Quinter returning to the show. How dare you. you?
2: (laughs) 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 Upset and affronted. No, uh, happy, happy to be back um is this your third time back on the show or is this four? this is my third time i think i'm third time am i the only third timer
0: yeah you are now in sole possession of the lead yes of most guest occurrences when harry uh found out uh about an hour ago that you were going to be on the show he was disappointed that he was po- that you were pulling ahead
1: <laughs> mm. you yeah, know harry got to be on the sketch so that's true
0: he did he did get to be in our sketch well now it's even yeah, yeah. Uh But yeah, so I guess just uh, a little bit of background here. So Evan, obviously, friend of the show, uh, written in and been on the podcast many times. He actually put us in contact with Byron as someone who is like, hey, this person does a lot of creative stuff as well. He might be good for the show. And he sent us some of uh, Byron's stuff. And, you know, you are I mean will allow you to introduce yourself proper mm-hmm. uh but you know you, you also podcast you, you do music you do animation and writing and things like that and we we're like yeah that makes total sense so today uh we're kind of going to talk a lot about the projects that you've been taking on and things like that uh, but also i think a lot of us or all of us rather have experience in Uh, this kind of multitasking and taking on a lot of different kinds of creative endeavors and projects and things like that. And so I think the the big takeaway is just going to be talking about how we balance those things in addition to whatever other tangents from the work uh, might arise and things like that. Uh, But yeah, so Byron, what we always like to ask our uh, guests is to uh, tell us how you would, uh, or what you call yourself, uh, because you know, you are able to describe yourself better than, than any of us can do. So I guess just, you know, what is on your LinkedIn profile? What is in your YouTube (laughs) description, things like that. Wow.
3: Um, Hmm. Short answer, a madman. Yeah, the slightly longer answer, I am a choreographer, a 3D animator, a director, a producer, a songwriter, a singer. Um, Basically, I'm an entertainer. That's that's what I want to do. That is my calling in life. That's what I've always wanted to do. When I was younger, I wanted to be Michael Jackson, because who didn't? This is, of course, before... (laughs) any and everything that came out about Michael Jackson, which is still alleged, you know, but hey, that's for a separate podcast. Um, sure. <laughs> uh say what you want about the man, but you can't deny the music. Then anyway, um I also wanted to be a superhero when I was little. Batman was the first one I was introduced to, so you know, when I wanted to grow up, I wanted to be Michael Jackson in in, in my uh the the day the daytime and Batman at night because you know Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne in the daytime and Batman at night like it it just totally tracks don't judge I was five yeah and (laughs) uh now no I still wish that right like eh, you know (laughs) um but now that I am old enough to make my own music and uh, make my own cartoons that's basically what i'm trying to do is basically bridge those two worlds together so long story short i moved to texas again don't judge um, <laughs> to uh to learn 3d animation professionally cuz i do it as a hobby right now but i can make my own music and now i can make my own cartoon and the ultimate goal is to have my own studio i'm trying to get on I mentioned Michael Jackson, but also Prince and like I'm trying to get on prince's level where he like bought a warehouse mm. and turned it into his studio like where he he uh he had his own recording studio and his own like touring uh rehearsal space and um sure. and he opened it up to other up and coming artists um and even established artists um to come and use this space for free basically and um and I, I want to do that in the animation slash entertainment world. I wanna be I wanna be like Prince. Sure. I'm gonna be like yeah. Prince and Michael Jackson. There you go. <laughs> Long answers, So that's big, it. Big dreams. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good.
1: We we like that. We uh that's so intriguing. Uh that you have these you know people, whether they're you know you know real live people as well as you know comics and 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 imaginary characters that drive your your ambitions and your force to do things in the world that's fascinating i uh i think jacob we talked about this briefly last year how how the different things in our lives the different uh art and the and all of the things we're part of drive our creative spirits forward as we do things um that's so cool Uh,
0: it's all been in 2021 (laughs) but i know what you mean
1: Oh, okay. All right, Jacob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go, you can go there.
3: Right. I know it
0: feels like it's been years since we started this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. what is time
3: anymore anyway, right? Like exactly. Right? It's yeah. already freaking so. December. Like why is yeah. it December it's- already? I'm, I looked at, I, <laughs> at my job, we have to, you know, do processing or whatever and we have to do the next day's date. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm writing the date and I'm going, how is it December already? Yeah. Like this this year feels yeah. like it's only been 3 months. That I don't I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: it's been anyway. It's been a whirlwind, yeah. to say the least. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: yeah. so that, I mean that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. What uh what kind of um projects have you worked on? I know you call yourself a lot of these things uh, you know, multi-tiered artists doing all sorts of uh things with different mediums and stuff. Uh, what what projects, kind of larger projects, have you worked on? Uh, and how did you find yourself in the position where you could, uh, instead of focusing on one medium or one form of art, you could focus on multiple and, you know, become a master uh, or, or at least learning to, uh, to, to become a master at something?
3: Well, I'll sum it up. So, like I said, when I was younger, I wanted to be Michael Jackson and Batman but the thing was is that like I wanted to make my own music and be a superhero I wanted to make my own toys and I wanted to be a cartoonist and so as I got older um, obviously you can't be Michael Jackson He, well before he died like he still exists can't be Batman because I don't like to run and I can't fit in the suit <laughs> and um, and I don't need people shooting at me like that happens already I don't need to wear a suit for that so then um oh. And yeah I went there and <laughs> um, technology is finally caught up um, and has been made accessible enough where you can do 2D and 3D animation from the comfort of your own home that wasn't a thing in the yeah. 90s right or even the early 2000s but um, there are different programs um, or yeah different programs different software that's either free like Blender Um mm-hmm. Or what I use is iClone and that's cheaper compared to some like the industry standard stuff. And that's allowed sure. me to um, better conceptualize excuse me, um, better conceptualize um, the, the thoughts that I have. And um, also with making music, there's free or relatively cheap programs where you can um, you know, learn how to uh, navigate those. And with, you know, YouTube, what you don't know, you can look up. Somebody's figured it out. Um, and I learn by doing and, uh-huh. and by watching. So if I can see other people do it, I can go, oh, so you click here, you click there, and this does this, this does that, whatever. And, yeah. you know, start to like kind of piece everything together. Um, the creative journey that I've been on um, I said, like, at the top of the episode, I said, like, I'm a madman because the when you're a creative person and I don't know if you guys have spoken to this or, you know, you can expand on it. But you have to get it out of you in some way, shape or form, because if you don't, you will drive yourself crazy. And for me, when it, yeah. when it comes to music and again, using it's it's both for me, it's Michael and Janet Jackson. Um mm. I'm an MTV era kid, so seeing music videos pretty much all day, that was my childhood. And wanting to do what they were doing, the way that they were doing it and making the sounds that they were making, I internalized a lot of that, but I didn't have any way of getting it out. I couldn't play an instrument and growing up in Flint, Michigan, yes, that Flint, Michigan, um hmm. i couldn't there wasn't especially at the time in the early 90s there wasn't um uh, a resource in order to to make that happen right and so for a long time like i basically just like hummed and and beatboxed a lot of the stuff that ended up being on the album later that's been in my head for years and and it's running around in your brain over and over and over and over and you can't get it out, you will drive yourself nuts. It's because it, it's it's one of those things like you just have to get it out there and you have to get it out there the way that you hear it, which of course is easier said than done. And I know for me, um, your greatest blessing is your greatest curse. So I can see and I guess in this case here what the finished product is supposed to be. The problem is, is I don't have or didn't have the necessary resources in order to make that happen. And so one of my professors actually gave me a really good analogy, analogy metaphor. I was confused the too. But anyway, um, I used to know the We're difference, but it's been so long, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, she said like, you have the cookies, but you don't have the recipe. So it's like, you have chocolate chip cookies, but you know how to make chocolate chip cookies. Right. Mm. And so now that I I
1: really like that.
3: Right. I I mean, once she said that, I'm like, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) now what I'm trying to do is um, I know what I want things or where I want things to be or how I want things to be. I'm trying to work backwards in order and go like, okay, if this is where you're trying to get X, what are other what are the other letters of the alphabet that get you to X? Right. So what are the steps that you need in order to make? this particular video or this particular character or this particular song, you know, what are the steps that um, that I need to take in order to get there, right? Okay. And a large part of that is finding yeah. help, you know? Um, I don't play an instrument. I never learned that skill, but I have a friend who does. So when I was conceptualizing the album, long story short, I downloaded a free version of Fruity Loops and played around with that until I figured out how to make drum loops and um, piano riffs, if you will. Mm. Uh, And I basically mapped out what the song was supposed to be, um, albeit in like MIDI form. And then Mm -hmm. I took that to a studio and said, "Okay, this is how the song is supposed to be. This is how long it is. This is the tempo. Uh, This particular piano section is supposed to be what the string sounds like. This is what I have in mind for a guitar. This is what the horn sounds like and so on and so forth. And then that ended up becoming um, the album when they had like the right parts uh, put in in place. And so it's the same thing with uh, my 3D animation right now. I basically do everything myself because I can, but... um, the program that I use bridges the gap um, and allows for like quick animations as far as like character design and set design or scene design. And then the animation themselves, uh, there's a separate program or resource that I can use in order to like basically bring the characters to life. And then the tedious part, or it would be tedious if I didn't enjoy it, um, is like fine tuning it so that it looks as natural as it can with it being animated. And again, like I learned by doing so each video that I make or each, um, each time that I sync it up to one of my songs, cause I made a music video for one of my songs. Um, hmm. I'm always learning, you know, it's cause so the next one will be, hopefully if I do it right, it'll be that much better. And because I'm actually invested in it, um, it the finished product at least from what people tell me the finished product always looks better than what even i thought it would be if that long answer makes sense
0: (laughs) oh yeah oh totally yeah absolutely i mean i especially (laughs) earlier when you said you know the the idea of having uh an idea or project just in your head so long that drives you crazy Uh, I've definitely felt that we might have talked about it a little bit, you know, like maybe 20 episodes ago or something. Uh, But yeah, just the idea uh, we talked about one of my projects, bringing up all the time, the Y-Men was a concept that I had since like junior year of high school. Uh, And now different things that I have going on now in my brain are always – You know, I keep having ideas, but just I—it's hard to find the time to get them all down at once. So it's—it's just the thing of having to sit down and focus on one, get that project done, and then I can take a a breather and say, "Okay, that one thing is out of my head. It's on the page, it's on the video, it's on the screen, whatever it is," uh, and you can move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I definitely empathize (laughs) with a lot of that uh so now what kind of uh projects are you are you doing uh kind of now or or maybe in in the past year or so? i know uh we saw uh one of your more recent projects or a series i guess hero complex can you talk about that a little bit
3: sure um hero complex is is the the bridge that I'm trying to get between my music and me being Batman, right? Or at least a superhero. <laughs> um, so I grew up, again, the child of the 90s, so Batman, the animated series, played a large part in my childhood. And that's yeah. what inspired me to want to make cartoons. So Hero Complex is that. Also, as I get older and become more aware of how things work, uh, Evan and I have we've had a myriad of conversations about uh, Mm. structural things. um, And especially Mm. in the last years, everyone has seen um, whether they wanted to or not, the way things work have always worked that way. So for me, my form of activism is saying, yes, it's always worked this way, but it doesn't have to continue to work that way. And education is very important to me. So my form of of at least adding to the conversation, I guess, is through a visual medium. Because as cliche as it is, seeing is believing. Um yeah. and also yeah. like when I was younger, you know, seeing things like Batman the animated series, X Men the Animated Series, um, yeah. you know Spider Man. Spider Man uh for me like i mentioned janet jackson the rhythm nation video and album played a large part in like how um the world or how i see the world or how you can look at the world so and and i'm saying this like as a kid so i want to do the same thing for the next generation if you will and honestly. Other people have beat me to it because Gen Z is already doing that, so I'm just doing it in a visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm, I'm like, adding my, I mean, you know, I'm I'm adding the visual component to some some of the Gen Zers who who do it a lot better than I than I am, but um you know the other ones who who aren't there yet how about that
0: sure yeah
3: (laughs) i mean it's like i i don't even use tiktok because yeah me either
0: i'm afraid of of what it would do to me (laughs) but i can't imagine having that kind of resource (laughs) just you know when you're in middle school or high school i mean it uh, i didn't get it like an ipod touch until late and so that was really the first time where I would be able to use a camera or anything Mm -hmm. like that so yeah the the resources that that you know kids have now to actually create something is is pretty amazing Mm
3: -hmm. oh and and Nate I apologize I I didn't answer the other part of your question um because I'm juggling different things or or how do I how do I do it given like you know working a nine to five uh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah skillfully <laughs> <laughs> very carefully no um i it it is it is difficult obviously when you have a nine to five like what you want to be doing you mm-hmm. can't do uh without a nine to five right or or something right right, well, right. and um so <sighs> Unfortunately, we have to prioritize that. But on my days off and actually when I get home, like after I eat and everything like that, I get on the computer and I start working on, um, you know, another scene or I'll break out my laptop and uh, start working on music. Um, Sometimes. (laughs) Well, sometimes at work i do (laughs) (laughs) it
2: smart man
1: smart man oh wow if your boss
2: is listening he didn't say that don't worry (laughs) at this point Uh, i want to (laughs) (laughs) i
1: I, want to push this a little further uh because i think this is this is great what uh what people around you you know Either are your mentors or help motivate you to do this, or a lot of this, is it just sort of that we talk about intrinsic motivation? I know you're trying to live out your work from, you know, other people's influences or other uh, imaginary uh, characters, influences. Are there people around you that are helping you, um, you know, stay motivated and, and, and continue all of these different creative endeavors? Cause it's a lot like that's, that's incredible amounts of work.
3: Yeah. It's a combination of those, those things. Um, it's definitely intrinsic. Um, Cause again, you, you just have to get it out. Otherwise you'll, you'll drive yourself insane. Um, and then once you do get it out, the response to it from if it's like casual, I don't want to say fans, but supporters or, yeah. um, you know, outside of the like, if your parents or like, you know, your best friends watch it or something, it's like, oh man, that was really good, and you was know, like, oh thanks. And you know, um, but if it's not if, um, in addition to the the intrinsic motivation, there's the natural high you get when people do respond positively to it,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: it, even oh, if, yeah. if people have like construct if they have constructive criticism um, you know, be able to take it and go like, oh, okay, I can do this better. I could do that better or whatever. Um, cause the goal of course is to improve.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I kind of like, I liken it to working out. Um, cause of course, when you start, it's usually terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> then once you, once you, like if you keep at it, right. And you have some guidance too with, um, some of the like uh, if you get a personal trainer if you see other people around the gym who are willing to, to lend you a hand and say hey you lift the weights this way or you do this exercise that way or whatever once you you get going you know you start to see some progress um, and so it's the same thing when, when it comes to uh, to my projects um, my I call her my Texas mom the, my uh, podcasting partner Tammy Chase hmm. She was my teacher in high school and she's also a creative person. She's writing a book and uh, we talk constantly about any and everything. And that gives me different ideas. Um, Even if it's on kind of like an egotistical level where it's like, I want to make her proud kind of a thing. So, (laughs) um, or I want to, I want to, I want to wow her with this particular sequence or this particular, um, camera angle or something like that because I, I notice sometimes when I'm animating my videos and editing there's just something that happens those are those happy accidents I guess mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just like wow when people see this this will be amazing or I can't wait to, to show Tammy this or whatever um, because in my mind of course it's like oh. it's just that damn cool
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I oops. completely yeah. understand that yeah. No, the, I completely understand that. Jacob and I, we, when we were doing that little <laughs> sketch earlier, he was like, this is what's going to get the audience going. When I'm editing a very emotional part of of a wedding video and like the music is starting to build up to something and then like, and I'm editing it and I, I don't even know these people outside of just, you know, filming their wedding. And I start to get like, like my hair, the hair on my arm starts to prickle and like you get that chill. Mm-hmm. like. That is what drives me, and so I completely understand. I completely understand what you're what you're saying. Like, I want to create something that's going to make someone else feel this exact mm-hmm. thing that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm. So, um, I was going somewhere else with that, but I just lost my train of thought. So, you know, we'll come back to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, so what does? Uh, and this is somewhat tangential, but what does your Typical work process go in terms of you know if if you're uh, creating if you're doing some animation and you're setting it to music do you you know map it out in your head and then go to music uh, what what's kind of the
3: the timeline there hmm um that's hard because hmm. it I don't know to me it all seems to happen at once. <laughs> hmm. um, Because I can, again, like seeing the bigger picture or seeing the full picture, rather, like I'm imagining the music video like as it's as it's happening. It's it's, it's hard to explain, but I guess. Obviously, I have to record the song first. But even in writing the song, like so, for example, I guess I'll, I'll break it down this way. So I have a song called Roadblocks and I came up with it years ago, right? but I came up with it envisioning what the music video for it would be like. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Um, and so when I finally was able to make a video for it, um, yeah, I did struggle with it because it, <laughs> it took, a, it took, Oh gosh, it took me about eight months to do it. Um, wow. Yeah. Because it, not only the logistics of the of the program but hmm trying to get it as close to the way that I I saw it in my head as possible and then being able to translate that to a viewer so i think that's that i'm sure there's a word for it but like as a creative person you run into the challenge of being both the creator and the viewer sure you see what i mean cuz mm-hmm. you know it's like like even writing Hero Complex or um or again at the music video, it's like, all right, I know what I want to do for the most part, but as a viewer, what are you know, what are what is the viewer going to see? And what do they need to see? And so trying to do that constant of like basically like give and take, it's like, okay, if I want to give you this much, or what are you gonna take away from it? Um, it's <sighs> it's hard to explain it's like something that you really have to experience um i know you guys get it but i don't know for your (laughs) for your listeners it's like unless unless they're like creative creatives like us with that 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 drive it's it's really hard to put into words unless i don't know evan or if you guys if you can better conceptualize it than i can well it's tough
2: because it's it's your own it's your own creation right you know it's not just it's You know, it's not just something that you're putting together. It's an extension of yourself and to um, maybe emphasize the point of like creating a better reality than maybe the one that we live in. You know, you're you're, like creating something that you hope is going to have uh, an actual substantial impact, right? And so you have all Mm -hmm. this uh, weight and expectation on these projects that you're working on. Especially if you're juggling multiple roles and multiple projects at once. And so I think it's really easy for us to get wrapped up and defensive is the wrong word, but to be so engrossed in your project that it's hard sometimes to step out of that and see, okay, well, then what is this? What is a typical viewer then? Going to take away from this? What is this experience going to be? Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes to couple, to like decouple ourselves from our creations, if that's maybe a but more. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was watching, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, quick no, tangent, but if you guys <laughs> ever watched Bones?
2: Oh, of course. Right. Well, I know you have. Yeah. You have scientists. Yes.
3: Uh, I, swear, I swear to God,
2: I swear to God, Byron and I like watch, I s- like honestly the same stuff, like it, like yeah. the like the same YouTube videos. It's crazy, but anyway, Bones.
3: Yeah. Well, um, in the first season, see, I remember this like it, it, it was just so weird. Um, it's the same thing with my with my professor and that whole cookie analogy slash metaphor because I still can't remember the difference. But anyway, um. <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Yeah. Meta- yeah. There we go. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> well, one of the episodes, uh, the character, the victim is a comic book artist. And so one of the other uh, um, lab techs, Angela, she's, she's an artist. So she draws, uh, she finishes his comic book. Anyway. In one of the conversations that she has with another character, he says that artists and authors reveal more about themselves than they initially intend to. And so what Evan just said is like, yeah, he's right. It's like, how much do you want to put out there? Because it's still a, it's a piece of you, even if it's, you know, fantasy or, um, or some form of entertainment, like since, you know, we're the ones creating it, we're basically giving the world a part of ourselves, whatever it may be, whether we want to or not. And so, because it is a very intimate, or at least it can be a very intimate part of ourselves. Is like, do you really want to put that out there? You know, but unfor- and I don't say unfortunately, but I guess at the same time, again, that intrinsic motivation is kind of like you have to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. See yeah. what I mean? Like that. Mm, I don't know if dilemma is yeah. the right word, but
2: contradiction. Say challenge. Yeah, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's yeah. tough. Like, how did you? You know, I think that a lot of us can really relate to. Um, not that like explosion but that need to like get these ideas out and like share them with people um, how how do you hold on to that for so long without boiling over <laughs> right? <laughs> I think
3: it overrides it I think it has to I think the need to get it out there overrides the need to for lack of a better phrase feel safe
2: about doing it
3: is that is that
2: feel safe with yourself putting that out or is that feel safe with uh the uh audience that is gonna perceive with the audience like the response yeah Uh like Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i i think it's it's twofold like when you when you put it out you have that sense of dread of like oh my god it's out there but of course that sense of pride of oh my god it's out there Mm. and Mm -hmm. then it's it's up to the audience you know Obviously, how they respond. For me, I've gotten to the point, and it's easier said than done, but I've gotten to the point that like the audience is the audience. Yes, I hope that they like it. But if they don't, that's okay. There's plenty of other options out there. Like, I can, I've gotten to the place or comfortable enough to be like, okay, but at least it's out there. It's like with my music, yes, I hope people like it. I hope they respond positively to it. Um, I hope, They get, you know, some of the same emotion or some of the same feelings that I had when I uh, recorded those songs. You know, I hope they like the sound of my voice because I don't (laughs) like the sound of my voice sometimes, Uh, you know, um, but if they don't, okay. Uh, there's plenty of other options out there If you want to listen to Billie Eilish Listen to Billie Eilish You want to <laughs> listen to Yeah I know her name's Eilish But anyway If you want to <laughs> listen to You know Lady Gaga Go for it If you want to listen to uh, um, What's that The mumble rappers Fine you know mm-hmm. uh, Not my cup of tea But you know There are other options out there Um and the same thing for Hero Complex. I wanted to, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people, you know, if I do it right, I hope people get what it is that I'm trying to say. I'm being a little slick about it, but mm-hmm. I hope they understand what it is that I'm I'm getting across to them. And if they don't, that's okay. If they don't like the show or if it's too much for them, there's other options out there. Like, again, it's easier said than done, but I've gotten to that point where at least getting it out there isn't so much of a, of a, a burden. I'm not scared to put it out there. Cause I think for a lot of uh, people who are in the creative space in the beginning, not only is it daunting. Cause you just like, I got to write this book. I have to write this script. I have to, you know, whatever I have to create, but it's, I think at the core of it, it's the fear of rejection because you go through hmm. all of that. And then when you put it out there and people say, nah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. That's, that's the biggest like fear a, for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Cause it, it's crushing. It's like, you know, you went through the, the work, you got the training, you went to the workshops or, you know, you followed, um, I don't know, let's say Steven Spielberg, for example, you followed his uh, uh, approach to creating things or whatever. And, you did all of that and then at the end of the day it was just like yeah I'm just not really feeling it Mm, you know anywhere from like months to years uh, yes working on this stuff and the one that really hurts it's it's not even the the nah it's the "Mm, I like it but (laughs) yeah sure yeah yeah You know it's that 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 half hearted attempt of like you really don't like it, but you know now they're just they're they're trying to spare your feelings, which just makes it worse you know it's like just rip yeah. the band-aid off you know? there to me, there's nothing worse than like
0: the certain inflection of like, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it was good, I liked it <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's
0: like nails in yeah. a chalkboard. just like the exactly. Luke,
2: the lukewarmest reaction is the worst yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and it. You know,
3: sometimes that can, obviously it can break you, but other times you're just like, hmm,
2: jerks, which makes you want to do better or do more. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm wondering because I think, like, it's interesting because on the one hand, you do everything. I mean, especially with like these like animation projects, like, you know, Mm -hmm. my God, dude, you put so much work into these. On the flip side of that, too, so let's take Smoke and Fire, which is uh, one of your latest uh, shorts and animations. There's a real collaborative sense to it, too, right? So you have different voice actors coming in. You have different musicians coming in. I'm wondering if that maybe helps that feeling of vulnerability of, like, putting something out there. Would that be maybe the right word in that sense? Um, Of, like, sharing that. That burden? Yeah. Yeah. Would, mm-hmm. yeah. Does collaboration having like a better, like, creative community help that? Um,
3: <laughs> yes and no. Hmm. Yes. If everybody does what they're supposed to or at least does it right, right? Because when it goes your way, then it's great.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: No, because people are individuals and they may do something that you don't like or. Not even that you don't like. The real thing is they do it the way they would do it instead of the way you want them to. And that's the hardest part because it's your project, right? Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. So like, it's yeah. it's the, you know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. That's, you know, it's not that it's not done right. They did it right. They just didn't do it the way you would have done it. Yeah. Uh, to tie it back to your question, with, with this particular project, it... I didn't have that. Um it was a really cool experience because I got to work with my friends um who all know me or have known me. Um and so they not only did they know what I want, but we all have the same uh jumping off point. It's like we we grew up watching the same stuff. We uh we knew when I said that this show is supposed to be Batman the Animated Series, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Grey's Anatomy, kind of, <laughs> uh, everyone got it. And as far as the music was concerned, um, because I had m- not only my album, um, but also, again, those, that same reference point, I could say, okay, take my song and kind of juxtapose that with the Terminator thing. And this is what I'm going for as far as the tone for this particular scene, mm. right? Um, as far as voice acting, um, I'm doing my best Kevin Conroy um, for <laughs> the main character. Uh, again, I don't like the sound of my voice, but now that I have audacity, I can manipulate it. So, <laughs> you know, The wonders if, of technology. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if I, you know, I have my normal speaking voice and then You know, when I'm all superheroed up, I have to talk a little bit lower or whatever. And then I can play around with that and put reverb on it and make him sound more ethereal. Um, And the same thing with the other characters. And everybody had fun doing it. Um, Also, I guess coming at it from a, now with my director hat in air quotes, um, I think people would give you a better performance. One, if they're having fun, but you know, just kind of let them do their thing. And I tell people like, you know, this is what I'm going for. This is um, kind of the, the baseline for the character. So for one character in particular, his name is Carcinogen. Um, you know, I, I told the voice actor, his name is Dwayne. Uh, for this character, the voice that I'm hearing is uh, Joe Morton from Scandal as Papa Pope mixed with a little bit of Lex <laughs> Luthor. Can you do that? Hmm. And he did. Um <laughs> You know, my character is a mix of Batman and Luke Cage. I can do mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, because my character cusses. Uh, <laughs> you know, Only I think it was, was it, was it Neil, was it Neil Gaiman? Who uh, did All-Star Batman? I can't think of it. I don't know. It's not Neil Gaiman. i not sure. But, you know, only because that's the only time I've ever like really seen, well, like quote unquote seen Batman cuss. And I mean like cuss, cuss, right? Uh, Because any other time it's just like you know, some something generic. Um, But anyway, all that all of that is to say, when putting that together, I was actually kind of excited um, to hear people hear um, people's uh, takes on the character, um, especially because nobody's heard these characters outside of me, right? I know what the characters sound like in my head, right? Um, Yeah. So I was excited to to see and hear what um, my friends came up with. Evan actually kind of helped on the music, um, so I was I was actually excited to see or again hear what uh, his interpretation of things were and then basically take those puzzle pieces and put it all together in a 10 minute video. Mm-hmm. Um, that was exciting for me mm-hmm. and then put it out uh, for basically the world to see and say, okay, here's what we're doing. Because for me, I can show people better than I can tell them what I want to do. I, I know that right. I over explain things because um, I'm very misunderstood, or at least I feel that way. Again, a separate <laughs> podcast episode. But um, <laughs> instead of, you know, saying, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that, so on and so forth, because I know like me explaining it, your eyes will gloss over but if I can put out a video and say, This is what I want to do, this is what the goal is, and here's just a small piece of it, as a viewer you can go, Oh, okay, I see what you're doing there.
2: Right? Literally. I see yeah. I see what you're doing there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: mean <laughs> even in with like this the sketch that we did to promote promote season two, I would show I showed a couple people like uh the draft of the script, but even before that, just describing what I wanted to do because I thought it would be funny. That's no fun for anyone. So like I describe it and then I say what the punchline of the video is and there's silence, that, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be funnier than that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cause yeah, you have to actually, you know, put it in context. Yeah. Right.
3: I mean, if I explain to you hero complex is, uh, Me, me as Batman and um, I talk about social commentary and explain some of the some of the things of the world through the lens of 3D animation. That sounds quite boring to explain it (laughs) like it's it's vaguely interesting. Right. Hmm. But if I show you all of that in motion with sound effects, music, voice acting. Right. And then you pick up on certain things that's a lot more entertaining.
2: Oh, it's it's kick-ass. If I
3: explain to you, I'm going to write a book or a story about superheroes who have powers but are hated and feared simply because they're different, you'll look at me and go like, okay, what is that? But When I say, hey, it's the X-Men. This is what they look like. Here are their powers and here's what they're doing. You go, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's a lot different. So again, I growing up too, it's always you show, don't tell, or, you know, you show and prove. So for me, again, explaining everything that I just said, it's like, I can sum it up in a five to 10 minute video. In fact, I'm working on another series of videos for hero complex right now. Hmm. And so, and that's pretty fun too. Cause a lot of times I don't know about you guys, but like, I kind of like live as the character or like live with the character. So Mm. my mind is always going about not only how it, how it looks visually, but how the characters act or interact. Um, That's why like, sometimes I'll, I'll, I do it at work. I'm sitting at my computer and I'll kind of just write some things down or type some things out. Um, I'll get on the website, that the uh, the program that I use I'll get on its website and kind of look to see Like what new things that they have And it's like oh I can use this oh I can use mm. that And that gives me ideas to go Oh if I buy this particular Drone model I could have a whole uh, Segment where the drone's trying to blow up One of the characters hmm. Hmm. Well, Jacob, Spoiler alert But there you go
2: <laughs> Yeah I mean like Jacob <laughs> you would do that at the At the movie theater right in terms of just, like, writing ideas down. Like, it's just it's just something that you can't really turn off. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. The napkin. Yeah, right? I, I like, other jobs. Definitely not the job I have now, obviously. Uh, just covering my bases. Uh I would, <laughs> you know, just, like, have my, my sheet of paper that's just in my pocket, Sam Worley-style, uh previously mm-hmm. on the podcast, and just jot down, you know, just a, a quick idea I had, or if I have, like a lot of free time because it's slow just like try to write out a scene that's been stuck in my head for a long time and just because try you'll, to work it you'll, out
1: you'll lose it if you don't right you've yeah. talked about that you it goes away it's ephemeral right so yeah. there's a couple of things that i'm also interested in byron and evan you could also probably speak to this even even you jacob i'm interested in how your your creative work that you're doing you know whether it's music or 3d animation or you know whatever it is you're you're doing are you weaving in uh you know social um commentaries relevant climates and and intertwining uh real world events and and you know um things into your your dialogues and into your character action and character development are you are you doing that it just it feels like all of that you know your introduction you have so much um you know so much so many influences that are you know, propelling you forward, it would, it would seem like you would be putting a lot of those real world things into your projects. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's a short answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. <laughs> I guess
1: what, what I'm looking for is, is there any way that you could further, you know, uh, explain how you do that and are you doing it in a way that the viewer can connect with it and understand it right away or does that viewer have to have a little more context in how you're, you know, building out that character development to, to fully understand what it what you're trying to speak through that character.
3: Mm-hmm. Um if I do it right, you shouldn't have to have any uh any uh context. You sh- if I do it right. And, I, and what I mean by that uh-huh. um you know, if you're six years old and you know coming to this for the first time um you know by the end of the episode you should be able to understand it or understand what it what it was that I was trying to tell you now granted mm-hmm. you know certain things you're not going to get right away I mean maybe not at six but maybe at 16 you would I mean does that make sense right. hopefully I right. make sense yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess the the best example that I can give would be something like the X-Men, right? We're all familiar with the X-Men, right? But we learned about some of those things, some of the social commentary that they were speaking about at a young age, we could do that because it was accessible. And I think if I'm answering your question, I think that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, yeah is to make make these kind of more socially conscious or um nuances always tossed around a lot i'm trying to make that more accessible mm-hmm. and do it in a way hopefully um that not only educates people but it it just it makes them care more like the the older i get I'm a pretty optimistic person but I, I there is a cynicism as you get older. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um it is as depressing as it could be. It's like people really don't care. Um yeah. you know, and if they want to change things they don't care enough is really the that's where the work lies because it's not it's it's not an all out like it's all hopeless people just don't care so why bother type of thing it's that either people don't care enough or they don't have the the tools or the access to the tools to actually do something
2: mm-hmm. and it's
3: you know these kinds of things are very daunting to say like hey let's talk about you know the different isms in the world or or where these things come from and what you can do about it And not only does it make people uncomfortable, but they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, again, as a kid of the 90s, when all of these things are coming out, uh, they're in response to how Generation X grew up. And so that was their way of putting it out there saying, okay, I can't explain the world to a six-year-old or a 16-year-old in a half-hour TV show. But if I do it right, I can give you a little bit and make you come back next week for more. Right. So mm-hmm. that over time of this, you know, five season series, you've learned something and you've been able to take that onto something else. Yeah. I, I hope love I that. answered your question. No, I, I love that. I, I truly,
1: I, I, no, yeah, that's that's really fascinating. and I completely understand that, you know, little bits at a time, uh, focusing on you know, if the goal of our work is to to have a you know, introduce people to things that are difficult to have conversations about, then yeah, that it, you're right. That's a really hard thing to do, uh, but little bits at a time and, and that makes a big difference, especially in storytelling and, and all these other things that you're working on. Uh, really really cool stuff
3: thank you
0: This month's partner for Write That Down is Fisher Stroud, a friend of the show, Nate.
1: She sure is a friend of the show. In fact, she's actually done work for us previously, a couple years ago, for a very famed project that you worked on. Indeed, she has. So Fisher is an illustrator based out of New York who creates a mix of original work and fan art. She's available for commissions and other types of artwork like
0: that. Yeah, and as Nate alluded to, she actually did the artwork in the poster for The Wyman, so we can attest to her illustrating prowess. So, if you want to see examples of her work, uh, they can be found at her website, which is fisherhstroud.com. That's F I S H E R H S T R O U D.com. And her Twitter at Ribbles, which is W R I B B L E S S. She'll be opening a merch store with prints, keychains, and stickers in 2022, so stay tuned. Thank you, Fisher, for becoming a partner of Write That Down.
1: All right, so wow, that was a lot of a lot of great stuff. Uh, I guess there's a couple other things just to you know wrap up this conversation. Uh, I would love to get your input on you know how you are able to manage all of these creative endeavors, and then also if you have any um, you know struggles that you'd like to share with us, because obviously this is a lot of work uh, with your nine to five, and then you know music and 3D animation, all the other stuff you're doing, you know. How are you managing that? And, and what kind of struggles uh, do you have to cope with?
3: <laughs> um, managing it. Uh, I think as we touched on it earlier, it's like that intrinsic motivation. Um, it That kind of like supersedes fatigue, if you will. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I have sure. to do it. And then sometimes... Um, when the program doesn't want to work correctly cuz that does oh. happen <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 don't don't you hate when you get to the end of something and your computer crashes it's great mm-hmm. um, yeah. sometimes but then it me, gives you a, it gives you a break because it does yeah then you have to wait for it to reboot yeah <laughs> um i'll 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 actually go for a 2 hour walk or i'll go to oh. the gym um yeah. that helps um some sometimes with the struggles that I'll have is that, uh, of course there, there are only so many hours in the day. Um, and sometimes you can kind of catch yourself going, ah, I wish I could have got to this today. I really need to get this done. And, you know, you'll get into it, into the thick of it. And when you look up, it's like two o'clock in the morning and then you go, oh shoot, I had to go to work in six hours. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, I'm sure we all have had those nights, mm. Okay. um and sometimes it does help to to take a step back um and actually you you do have to breathe you because you're you're tensing a muscle you're your creative muscles right your brain is a muscle mm-hmm. you're tensing it constantly when you're a creative person and then when you're in the thick of it you do have to um give yourself a break cuz i don't know about you guys but um sometimes i'll go to bed and my brain won't shut off and all i can do is think about whatever scene that i was working on or what the next scene is because that one um in particular may be the most detailed or the most uh action oriented and i'm thinking again what the viewer is going to see but then as a creative person is like how I'm going to do it, like what the program will allow me to do and um, what I know about the program, too, because I'm still learning about it. So how do I get from one step to the other and then the end result being what I envision in my mind is what the viewer is going to see and doing that at 11 o'clock at night um, is not necessarily conducive to a good night's sleep.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: that's part of the. That's definitely a struggle sometimes is knowing when to stop, knowing when to take a break, knowing when before the computer crashes um, to say, okay, enough is enough for tonight. I'll pick it back up tomorrow or I'll pick it back up on the weekend. Um, sometimes you do have to force breaks um, uh, in between um, projects are in between, or excuse me, within the project, you have to force yourself to take a break. Like I, I mentioned earlier, working out, you know, sometimes you do have to take a few days off um, because you're tensing those muscles. You'll, you know, you'll overwork them. Um, and you can do some serious damage. Right. So, <laughs> you know, lack of sleep is definitely a struggle, um time management of course is a struggle sometimes procrastination is a good thing because you could just like <laughs> you <can> kind of <laughs> shut your brain off and watch i don't know squid game or something um, <laughs> um and just kind of because um one one way that i i kind of cope with uh writer's block or um if something's just not turning out the way that i want it to i'll play uh one of the Arkham games, Arkham city is my favorite. So I'll just kind of play that and, (laughs) and fly around the city or whatever. and kind of just kind of shut my brain off. Um, and, uh, um, see if, if something, you know, in the, the ethereal just kind of pops in. It's like, Oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? Um, since hero complex, the aesthetic is, um, at least in my mind is close to the Arkham games, as far as it being 3d and and having that kind of polish to it, playing those games kind of helps with the, that process again. And then of course, walking the fine line of not being a complete ripoff and, you know, not getting sued by WB and DC, (laughs) uh, right. (laughs) You know, and not being obviously completely derivative. Like, yes. Um, there's no, um, if, ands or buts about it, uh, again batman the animated series is a is a large influence but again if i do my job right it's different enough um to stand on its own and engaging enough hopefully um that people you know get something different from it than they would you know batman the animated series or any any batman like project Mm
4: -hmm. so
3: i hope i answered Mm. your question that was a very long answer (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that's good.
3: That's good. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, now, Evan, I also want to ask you, kind of a, a similar vein uh, of you know, you are a man of many talents as well. Uh, as much as as much as it hurts me to say, <laughs> uh, but you know, we I know you had kind of similar situations, especially. Back in our senior year when, you know, you were uh, acting, you were uh, composing your piano piece uh, for the honors recital at the end of the year, things like that, choir. Uh, and so, you know, being on that that train of doing so many creative things at once and now you are in grad school and, you know, your whole life and routine got shaken up, uh, but you still have so many interests in so many different uh places Mm -hmm. how do you uh, try to to pick that back up
2: do you think oh i don't know dude byron when you said that procrastination is sometimes a good thing i have never identified with a statement more my goodness that (laughs) (laughs) that is definitely the mood right now um yeah it's it's interesting especially during senior year during that time because it was so um artistic heavy um that I think it was kind of easy to balance um well not easy but it but it was easier to balance all of those different endeavors because they uh were all kind of balances to each other um sure like acting in y men I found was a balance to composing the piano piece um or to the stress of of choir and things like that um and so it was easier to uh, have all those multiple projects going on. Now I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm finding it much more difficult to like keep up with projects. Um, you know, I've been in school for three months now and I haven't really done anything music related other, other than, uh, play guitar. And it's, it's a real, you know, like, that thing we were talking about earlier of like having these ideas that you want to do and that you need to get them out. The good thing is that it's coming back. Um, and that, you know, now there are all these projects that I want to do and I like have to find time to do them. The issue is, is the time. Right. And right. You know, we were talking about that before when you have a full-time job and then trying to do all these endeavors at the same time. Um, at least for me, I think we're about to hit the bubbling over of the intrinsic um, motivation. That I um, I hope that it won't come at the cost of my grad school grades, but it just <laughs> 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 you know worth it priorities, right? You know we gotta. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna tell my professors. But it's you know it's <clears throat> it's it's fine it's finding the the space for all these projects at once and I think part of that at least for me is saying no to some of these projects for the moment and choosing which ones are like actually ab- obtainable right now and which ones I can actually devote my energy to which is mm-hmm. tough because I know all of us want to do everything all at once so it's tough to say that um, but yeah that's what I've been uh struggling with recently is 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 how do you how do you then get back into that creative space and that artistic flow when like you said your like schedule and life has really been obstructed and you haven't been focusing on that yeah. for so long mm mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. I always have a pandemic that makes you forced to sit in one spot and do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't recommend that, man. Those were the days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but even then, like
2: it was, you know, it was it was nice that you. God, not me saying that the pandemic was nice on right. on the live recording. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, not right. Yeah, yeah, that sounded. We wrong.
3: get it, but just disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer.
2: Yeah. That's that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> the the very small positive aspect of some living situations of the pandemic, I think that worked, is that you were like forced to. You know, like, be confined in your space and work on your projects. Um, be alone with your thoughts. Thank you. That's probably a better <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But uh, it makes for yeah. some good writing, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Uh,
0: well, uh, as we wrap it up, are there any last takeaways about just juggling uh your creative endeavors and and getting it done in the face of nine to fives and classwork and and things like that, that we have.
2: Hmm. I will say, and I think this is, um, I think this is true, especially um, for all four of us is that I really rely on the input of my friends and my support network. So having conversations like these that I can bounce ideas off of, or that I can share my work with, or the reverse that I can, that I can look at and experience your guys's work, um, is really inspiring. And I think it helps, um, refine and makes better the projects, not just for myself, but for you guys as well. Again,
3: I guess keeping that for me anyway, keeping in mind, like what the bigger picture is, like trying to get there. Um, I'm enjoying the process of getting there. Um, I yeah. think that that's what motivates me now is that you know now that i'm I'm learning not only am I learning that there is a recipe but'm learning about the recipe and then and then learning how to apply it how to use it um that's fascinating to me um
4: mm-hmm.
3: psychology i guess i i didn't mention it, but psychology is is always been um fascinating to me is just how the brain works and and how and why we do what we do so um, taking my professor's meta meta analogy, and um, <laughs> I like that uh, <laughs> taking that and and what I know of psychology, and then just basically kind of fusing those two ideas together of like okay, if you know where you want to go um this is how you do it and enjoying enjoying and exploring the the process of learning how to do it. Um, that keeps me motivated and it kind of keeps me sane, if you will. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel that know, <laughs> right. And um, and then hopefully too, like once and then the idea of like getting there, getting to the the bigger picture, or whatever, sharing that with the world or your closest friends or whatever with somebody else, I should just say. Um, hoping, of course, that they get the kick out of it, but just knowing that, knowing that you've gotten there. I think is that that sense of satisfaction of like, I did it, you know, and kind of like basking that for a minute is like, okay, this is what I set out to do. Yes. It may have been a long and, you know, maybe an arduous process depending on what it is, but I did it. I got here, Mm. you know, and now other people can see it. And, um, you know, that just, that's motivation for the next project. Yeah. That's my five cents, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs)
1: Yeah, sure. I'll be nice and quick so we can leave time for everyone else. (laughs) So, as you know, I do things a little differently. Uh, I go on my my little uh, excursions through different um, pieces of literature and and different topics. Today, uh, or this past week, I've been reading The Spaces of the Modern City. I've always had a love for, uh, you know, exploring how humans uh, live and interact with the environment around them uh, and so this is uh, edited by oh wow I don't know how to pronounce this. Gian Prakash and Kevin Cruz perhaps that may be how you pronounce it. Uh, anyways the spaces of a modern city again um, looks into how people uh, interact with the city and how the city you know creates them. So it looks at a lot of a variety of cities all over the world and and how you know they were created uh, to you know please the eye or or created for you to you. uh, how do you pronounce it? Utilitarian sort of uh, space. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the sort of the whole preface is that it's, you know, 60% of the world's population is going to be urban in the next 10 years by 2030. And and how does that look? How does that create people? And how how does that in influence the way people live their lives? So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been reading up on. It's pretty fascinating and, and, I, and I enjoy it.
2: Cool. Nice.
0: Uh, Evan, how about you?
2: Okay, I am... Very excited to share this. Um, so I have been learning more about this idea called relationship anarchy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and it is it's so cool, honestly. Um, but it's the but this idea that you're applying anarchist principles to your relationships. Um, I think I think a lot of people equate it to a form of polyamory. And it is kind of in a sense, but it's more um, like anti, uh, what is the word they used? It was like anti, anti, mon- anti-monogamality. Hmm. And I think this quote explains it a little bit better. Um, so this is from the person that, f- that uh, founded the idea, who is Andy Nordgren. Uh, but they say that relationship anarchy is not about never committing to anything. It's about designing your own commitments with the people around you. Um, And I just think that's really cool. And also I read an article on how this relationship works and it just seemed really cool. So I think I'm turning into a relationship anarchist. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
0: You always bring something new to the table for definitely not procrastinating. (laughs) Both of you. (laughs) Uh Byron, do you have something or, or do you want me to go so you have time to think? Uh you go. All right. Uh well, this is a little bit more, you know, traditional for me. I have a movie. Shocker. What a shocker. Uh this is so I mentioned last week that I I had two movies last week, but I was gonna save one uh for today, and that's because I knew Evan was gonna be on the show and we've been discussing it a little bit. Uh, tick tick boom oh, yeah. on Netflix. Uh, it is a, a movie starring uh, Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson, who is uh the person who uh, wrote Rent, among other things. Um, and it's uh it, there's also uh Vanessa Hodgins, Alexander Ship. Uh, those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, but it's a musical. Uh, and it's it's based off of uh Jonathan Larson's life. Uh, and he actually wrote it, it, it was a, a stage play that was basically essentially a one man show. Uh, and then after his uh death, uh, the day that Rent was supposed to premiere on Broadway, uh, they continued to adapt Tick Tick Boom, uh, so that it could uh live on and, and show you know his his life and his work and things like that. And I think it's a really well done musical. Uh, it's basically about Jonathan Larson uh, being someone who's about to turn 30 and that crisis of not having done anything with your life. Uh, no idea what that feels like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of really cool music and it, it reignited my desire Uh, And Devin and I have talked about this in the past to write a musical. uh, And yeah, it's, it's a very good movie. It's probably my new number one on the year uh, thus far of 2021 releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also uh, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, It's his first uh, movie uh, that he's directed. So that's also Mm -hmm. pretty cool.
2: Um, You know, we, you know, like we were just talking about this feeling of uh, creatives that we need to you know, we need to get get this out and to like make it tangible. And what like better person that like amplifies that than Jonathan Larson? I mean, that guy literally, yeah. Especially in the movie, like he can't turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, there's that scene. You know, like no, like I guess I guess this is a spoiler, but he's in a major <laughs> fight with um with his partner, and even. Even when they reconcile and they have this really um uh fulfilling moment together, he's thinking of how to turn it into a song, which is not which mm-hmm. is just probably yeah. not the best thing to do in that situation, <laughs> but you know i i i th- I think it speaks to that intrinsic motivation that we just can't turn off that's how pop yeah. songs
3: are written. what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're right there it goes. 80% <laughs> of the material <laughs> that you want to ask. Well, um, Taylor Swoop, yeah. Spring, yeah, Taylor Swoop, well, springboarding off of that, um, for me, it's a song that uh, I've listened to. I've listened to it before, but it just, you know, YouTube has this sneaky way of, like, reintroducing you to stuff that you listened to, like, five years ago. Mm. And um, uh, the artist's name is Chrisette Michelle. Uh, But the song is called Love Won't Leave Me Out. And I've had it basically on a loop for the past five days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it, I mean, it's from her perspective. um, But what essentially what she's talking about is that um, she thought she had given up on love because she couldn't find it or whatever. But she's through self-reflection and through growth um, introspection, all of those things. She's learned that love doesn't doesn't like kick you out of it. It takes you through things so that you end up on the other side, learning how to love yourself. And once you love yourself, you can love somebody else. Mm. Um, and I don't know. It just, I think it's the way she sings it because she has a very beautiful voice. Um, and the the chorus is pretty damn catchy. I don't know. It just it just mm. it gets me that. That's where my head's been the last couple of days. Um, and again, I've I've heard the song before, but it was like five years ago,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it just came sure. up in my uh, my playlist or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah. And I I'd, I'd heard it before and I liked it. That's why it was in my playlist. But having actually listened to the lyrics now, I'm like, oh okay. And now I like the song even more. I guess it's one of those things where. You can like the way a song sounds, but once you actually understand—or understand—but once you learn the words, um, you know it just makes it that mo- that much more impactful. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been yeah. doing the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, that's a good one.
4: Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I guess to to wrap things up, uh, why don't you tell us where the people can find you? Uh, any. Social media, or uh, where you can, where people can find uh, Hero Complex and different projects that that you've been doing.
3: Uh, sure, uh, but thank you again for having me. Uh, I meant to say that at the top too. So thank you for having me um, on your oh, guys. Thank you for coming on.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah sure and um, trusting to
3: come on with two strangers <laughs> i know right well evan evan said you guys are, are, are top notch i'm like all right well if they're your friends i guess no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well let's see uh my name is byron alexander that's my stage name um and you can find me on youtube uh, you can find hero complex on youtube um, you can find my album anywhere you stream music, any streaming platform. Um, I prefer the getting paid option, but honestly, if you're just listening to it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you can also find on YouTube, everything's on YouTube. Um, Byron Alexander Music on Facebook and Instagram, and uh and you can see some of the shorts um in my Instagram, uh Instagram TV. Uh, You can see some of the Hero Complex shorts there. Um, I don't understand what's happening lately. And it might be just because Facebook is changing its name to Meta or whatever. Mm. Um, But I've noticed that my Instagram link from YouTube isn't working. So I'm trying to figure that Mm. out because I had it all connected. And then I checked the other day and now it's not. So I got to figure that out. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. What, whatever, I don't know what you're doing, Mark, but get it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, again, Byron Alexander, the name of the album is Square One. Um, and you can find that anywhere you stream music. And uh, Hero Complex, again, you can find on YouTube and Facebook. And yeah, that's that's it. Oh, oh, actually, that's not it. And I'm also on another <laughs> podcast, um, titled um, Off Kilter No Filter with my. My Texas mom, as I call her, Tammy Chase. Um, we post every every Thursday. Um, so yes, uh, that that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, and Evan, uh, go ahead with your uh, dumb Twitter name. Oh my God, it's not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: hi, hi everyone. You know me well. You can find me on, on Facebook as Evan. Quinter or on Twitter as tall underscore dude sixty four. All right, it's not. It's not the most creative username, but again, yeah, it's me. That's my whole personality. So
0: there you go. I I I just I just like giving you trouble.
2: Yeah, you and yeah, yeah, you and half the people on Twitter. Yes.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, you can also find me at Jacob, Yesvac uh, and Nate.
1: Well, you're not going to say what mine is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They've had had, 16. Thank you. They've
1: had 34 episodes to figure that one out. Anyways, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Love the conversation. We'll have to do this again. in uh, you know, a couple more months to catch up on the work that you've been working on, that we've been working on. It's been a real pleasure to speak uh, and have you on the show. So, uh, we really appreciate we appreciate you and your work.
3: Uh, yeah. Thank you. I hope both of you guys enjoy. Check out some other things. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next time to touch base.
1: Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punchdeck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.